Hello everyone and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David Walker and I am bringing you the themed issue for September 2020. That is the theme of Shadow, chosen by our guest editor, Beverly Army Williams. So I, as the editor, just kind of get to put this stuff together, but the artist looks at the theme, they interpret the theme, and, and then the guest editor chooses what to include. And, and I enjoy this whole process wholeheartedly. Uh, I love giving up the magazine for each month to someone new and, and seeing what they want to put out to the world. So let's do that. Let's, let's put out Beverly Army Williams's vision of uh, this magazine. Um, theme is Shadow. These pieces all center around that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. Hello, my name is Sayuli Ayers, and I'll be reading my essay, Cloak of Skins. I huddle on my bed in the darkness, drawing the blankets over my hunched shoulders. On the verge of sleep, I recall the fairy tale that I read as a child. In the story, a girl gropes her way through the forest, her body garbed in the hide of a donkey. The horned owl's voice hovers, swelling in the darkness. Stumbling over a slick bed of moss, the girl falls. The shrill laughter of cicadas fills the air. Pulling herself out of the frigid muck, the girl watches as a star tumbles from the sky. No, the girl tells herself, this is not the end of the story. The evening clouds pull away from the moon's face as I wake again. In the gray hours, everything is still. My husband turns in his sleep under the golden embroidered comforter. The music of his breathing spills into the night. Undressing, I gaze into the mirror and my rounded belly, my dimpled hips and thighs, my 32-year-old body. The glass wavers and I stand in front of another mirror. An eleven-year-old girl stares back. She takes off her t-shirt and stonewashed jeans, frowning as she inspects herself. She sucks in her belly, constricting the swell of her chest. She grips her wrist, measuring its slight circumference. Raising her small fist, she jabs at the mirror, wishing to shatter herself. In the fairy tale, the girl tiptoes out of bed, presses her dresses into a walnut shell. Gifts from her father, the dresses blaze in the colors of the sun and glimmer like moonlight. The last gown slips into the shell, a wreathed silk in the shade of the night air. The girl shudders, pushing away thoughts of her father's roaming eyes his face pressed into her dark hair as she pretends to sleep, the rasp of his tongue against her cheek. The girl drapes the donkey skin over her shoulders. The stench of singed hair and grease envelop her. 
she slips down the ivy walls of the castle into the night. The terrors of my childhood appear in the spider dropping from the classroom ferns and the smirking faces of boys. I feign headaches and stomach cramps, but I am ushered to the bus stop. As the bus rumbles past the rows of pristine suburban houses, I cringe at the thought of the boys' groping hands. I wonder how I will survive the fifth grade. I lurk in the corner of the science class as a teacher plays the educational videos. The cross-sectioned female body, the delicate headless animal hovering inside rounded hips. My face burns with embarrassment. I hide behind my thick pink glasses. The boy next to me sniggers. Trying to get my attention, he pumps his index finger in and out of his fist. This, he seems to say, is what I would do to you. Half-starved, the girl in the donkey skin wanders into the prince's castle. The kitchen maids toss scraps of bread at her, laughing as she scrabbles on the cobblestone floors. Hey, donkey skin, one of the maids says, you can stay if you do as you are told. The dark ash eats into the girl's fingers as she sweeps the castle's fireplaces. She scours cauldrons with her blistered hands, empties and scrubs chamber pots. At night she collapses onto heaps of rags. In the musky stillness of the servant quarters, the girl watches as stars glint through the holes of the ruined roof. She closes her eyes, imagines a meadow, the tang of honeysuckle. The donkey coat grazes beside her as she runs her fingers through its coarse coat over and over. Returning home from school, I glare at the girl in the bathroom mirror, raking at her arms and face. If you didn't look this way, I tell her, then they would leave you alone. The girl chokes down a sob, swipes the tears welling in her eyes. Shut up, I tell the girl. A dark hand reaches through the mirror, offering me a cloak made out of curved spines. Slipping it on, I smile at the new girl. She smiles back, her lips taut. There, I tell her, that's much better. The spined girl doesn't care about the boys. As they grope and pull her body, she shrinks back into the barbed cloak, back into the darkness. At recess, she wanders into the meadow past the playground. Crouching in the tall grasses, she builds little houses for traveling ants out of twigs and clover. At least some of us, she tells the ants, will be safe from the storms. Her spined hands catch on the petals of honeysuckle, shredding their blooms. A sweet fragrance lingers before being snatched up by the wind. By candlelight, the girl slips out of the donkey skin. She bathes her hands, her arms, then face in a basin of rainwater. Out of the nutshell, she pulls a dress embroidered with rubies and opals. Even in the weak light, she blazes in the colors of the sun. 
The girl waltzes to the music of the night orchestra, the crickets drawing their bows over spined legs, bats flitting between darkened elms. The girl hovers over the filthy rags, the dirt floor. A boy hoots and hollers as he dangles my dropped maxi pad between his two fingers. Oh my God, he says, whose is this? He gags, waving the wrapped pad. I sink into my desk, my cloak of spines crumpling into ash. In the reflection of the classroom window, the girl tries over and over to wipe the soot from her face and arms. I hate you, I tell the girl. You are so dirty. Bile fills my mouth as I clench my teeth, holding back a feral cry. The girl sheds the donkey skin and slips on the gown of night air. In the mirror, she combs her dark hair until it gleams in the candlelight. The silk swirls around her, a creature of frost and fog. Leaving the castle, the girl parts the grasping branches. She follows the sound of cries ringing through the forest like discordant bells. She circles the black spheres of pines to a clearing. A white doe lies splayed in the moonlight. It trembles as the girl approaches, its body glistening with sweat. Its foreleg has been caught, mangled in the gleaming jaws of a hunter's trap. Blood pools in the clover, the air thick with iron. Sobbing, the girl gathers tears in her hands. The doe cranes towards her, lapping the salt from her fingers. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do, the girl says. She slips off the gown, covering the doe, its pale body vanishing into the night air. Shivering, the girl follows the stars back to the castle. Crawling back onto the pile of rags, she covers herself with a donkey skin. The fifth grade blurs into middle school, high school, then college, then grad school. The skin of soot hardens into stone, a mantle of obsidian. I crouch in glinting armor, waiting for the boys to return. Every man's hands become clawing brambles, a raised voice, a spear. I begin to eat and eat. In the mirror, my body swells beyond its confines an expanding landscape of stretch marks and rolls. This way, I tell my reflection, no one will see you. No one will want you. You are not lonely, I tell myself, as tears stream down my face. Again, the girl sloughs off the donkey skin and puts on the dress the color of moonlight. Her body, full and rounded, sways to the chant of a rainstorm. The gown gleams, reflected in the pools of water collecting on the dirt floor. As the storm subsides, a heavy hand paws at the girl's door. An eye peers through the keyhole, and panting fills the air. Who are you? the prince asks in a strained voice, 
Where did you come from? The girl flees, flinging the donkey skin over her shoulders. Moonlight vanishes behind a dark cloud. A shadow pursues her, boots thudding over the roots and brambles. Pursued by the memories of the fifth grade boys, I stumble through my early thirties. How can you still be afraid? I ask myself. That was so long ago. I meet a man at a bar. In my car, he presses his mouth onto me as he pants. Shoving his hand into my shirt, he seizes my breast. Relief and horror flood into me. At least, I think, I can choose which beast devours me. No, the girl says again, this is not how the story ends. She plunges into the forest. Her body gleams like a silver blade, cleaving the darkness. As she runs, the girl hurls the nutshell. The dress the color of the sun spills out. Blinded by the glint of rubies and opals, the prince drops to his knees. He begins to crawl, thorns mangling his hands and face. A howl shudders through the night. In the clearing, the girl sheds the donkey skin. Please help me, she pleads into the night sky. I'm tired of running. A shimmering ray pierces her, and she melts with the moonlight. In a starlit stream, the girl gazes at her new form. A graceful neck, dark hooves, the large eyes of a white doe. A feral urge surges through her, and she bounds over the hunter's snares deep into the woods. The mirror wavers again, and I'm back in my 32-year-old body. I gaze at my sleeping husband. He lifts his head off the pillow. He sinks back under the golden comforter, smiling in his dreams. I place my hand on the swell of my belly. My child pulses inside of me. Placing my cheek against the mirror, I close my eyes. Beautiful creature, I tell myself, you are not alone. You don't have to be afraid. The shroud of obsidian drops from my shoulders and the memories of the fifth grade boys blur. A white doe steps out from the shadows. Craning, she nuzzles me and I run my hands through her pale coat over and over. The clouds lift from the moon's rounded body as it gleams in the cold sky. My name is Wilda Morris. The title of my poem is Walking Up Canal Street in San Miguel de Allende After Dark. Streetlights cast my shadow against the yellow wall of the Templo de la Purisima Concepcion. Headlights of passing cars create clones. My multiple shadows boogie up Calle Canal ahead of and beside me. I join their dance. The word shadow is often seen as a negative. But when we seek shelter in the shade, we're actually sheltering in a shadow. 
I have paused to enjoy the shadow of a leaf on the sidewalk or the shadow of a couple on a restaurant wall where there are multiple lights shining from different angles on the same object, the shadow can take a very interesting shape. I've been to San Miguel de Allende in the heart of Mexico numerous times. It is a city full of old churches and contemporary art, street vendors and high-class dining, women begging for a few coins, and wealthy North American expats and tourists roving guitarists and mariachi bands, traditional markets and upscale shops. It's a city of parks and concerts and dance. It has a wonderful arboretum. It's quaint, beautiful, and historic, and home of the San Miguel Poetry Week that has called me back year after year. One evening as I walked from El Jardin, the park in front of the historic and beloved parish church, there was more traffic than usual on Canal Street. I was fascinated at how the lights of each car cast my shadow onto the yellow wall of the church courtyard I was walking past. It was as if my shadow was dancing. I went to my room and wrote a poem about it. Sometime later, back in Illinois, I changed the title and actually got it wrong. I was walking down Calle Canal but I think the joy of the occasion pushed me to take the poetic license of saying I was walking up the street. Hi, I'm Roy Duffield, and this poem is called Some Confusion Over What Peter Pan Syndrome Might Mean. Why should our changes be based on our age? Is it not much wiser to be who we like? I'm in love with a shadow. Maybe it's mine. I've never met anyone quite as wise as myself, as a boy of nine. Now I'm a grown-up, dealer in lies, though in love with a shadow. And I think it's mine. Yeah, so the poem's about about growing up, really. About how we sometimes lose sight of the the person who we who we wanted to be, or the person who we once knew that we were. Um, you know how we tell children they don't understand the world and they have to wait till this this they cross this arbitrary line into adulthood, and then once you're an adult, you can't do uh, you know you can't climb trees or or do any of the fun stuff. So, um, yeah, it's to continue the Peter Pan metaphor, I suppose it's about not losing sight of the of your shadow, your your true self, staying faithful to who you are, and and I don't know, just trying to live, you know, forever young, in a certain sense. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.